Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Tuesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Eric on the Rock of Talk on AM 600, KIVA, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500 is the number to call, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Don't forget, you can go ahead and uh, delay us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Download our app for rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. We are live here with all your phone calls and texts and Make sure you guys subscribe directly at rockoftalk.chat. That's www.rockoftalk.chat. Lots of stuff to get to today. And we're going to kick it off with Virgin Galactic uh, because there's a lot of stuff going on. We have D-Dad Muska here for our first hour, hour of fun. And uh, things are not looking good for Virgin Galactic moving forward. And, and let me just kind of set the stage for what we're dealing with. This is one of the largest investments in the history of the state of New Mexico. A boondoggle, a boondoggle, rail runner, fail runner, the ART. I mean, there's so many things that we have decided to go ahead and uh, devote our money and our resources to as citizens of this great state. And in so doing, we have now realized that the boondoggle that has become Virgin Galactic is going to fail. It is headed for an imminent crash at this point. You have Richard Branson cranking more and more stock options to the tune of $300 million just in the last 24 hours of what he is doing. And I think the writing is on the wall. Doubt has been following this right from the very beginning. We're going to kick it off uh, right there because we have a, a brand new CEO, you know, new ownership. They're asking for more money and things don't look good, Doubt. Uh, for Virgin Galactic uh, down in TRC. Well, just a few days ago, Eddie, we were talking about. Uh, I had posted something on the on our rocktalk.chat. I was saying it was awfully interesting that people had speculated that Branson had sunk something around a billion dollars into the company before it went public, and he's pulled back nine hundred and fifty million in stock sales. Well, as of what about eleven hours ago, sold another three hundred million dollars worth of Virgin Galactic Holdings Incorporated, uh, tapping his biggest listed asset again to prop up. The business empire that's been suffering during the coronavirus, don't forget, Branson is heavily into hotels, cruises, airlines, businesses that have not been great business to be, not, in, not great industries to be in, uh, in coronavirus in the time of the, well, in the time of lockdown. So, uh, dumped under the 300 million, doesn't believe, uh, in his own company. Stock now, I, I, I will, I'm happy to report that my single share was purchased brilliantly at 1650. Uh, we are at 1832. I am still over water. Barely treading water on, on my one share, but uh, volume has been up big. Uh, let's see, it's sunk. Let's look at its last five days. Uh, it's sunk from almost 21 down to 1830 just in the last couple of days. Of course, really tanked. Lost, uh, let's see, 19. Well, yeah, a, a good chunk just because, just since the news of, of Branson getting out of it. It just so happens that at a time when Branson is dumping more of his stock, realizing that he needs to sell this to leverage, I guess, the parts of his business empire that he cares more about uh, right. to prop them up, which is, again, is another kick in the shorts for the people of New Mexico who, against their will, in many cases, invested $250 million in his, uh, his facility. At the same time, Spaceport America is asking for $2 million more million right. in annual funding because they can't pay their bills because they have so little activity. And it's so interesting that the AP with this woman, uh, what's her name, Susanna uh, Montoya, 
Brian, is it? Right? Yeah. Um, how can you write, right. Suzanne? I know you're you're doing your best job. Maybe it's not good enough to be a journalist. How can operations be ramping up at Spaceport America, according to your article, at a time when they're begging for more money? Right. Uh, maybe the numbers don't add up. Maybe you could come to someone. I think it might be kind of like the leading expert on Spaceport America in the state of New Mexico. I think it's like initials or DM or something. He might be able to help you a lot. In fact, if you if you bought a subscription to RockofTalk.chat, we've posted something like 20 different pieces in the last year or so, uh, analyzing the facility itself. And, of course, it's anchor tenant. Virgin Galactic, uh, again, dumping, uh, dumping three. He doesn't even control the company anymore. He lost that a while back, and now he has an even smaller stake uh, in the company. And, Eddie, you know, it's funny. I, I, I'm i interested in the Securities and Exchange Commission formed the 1930s as a libertarian, and I'm not a big fan of government regulation, but when, after the stock market, the big crash in 29, when FDR was elected, he selected old man Kennedy to build the Securities and Exchange Commission to regulate the stock market because he said, it takes a thief to catch a thief because he was such a crooked uh, stock dealer himself uh, to set this thing up. So we've had the SEC since the 1930s. It is kind of like a casino. If you're a small, uninformed investor and you're not sophisticated like Chamath, Mr. Facebook, who got in and got out, like Mr. Branson, who's now gotten a hundred, uh, over a billion out of this enterprise and has probably made a profit now. If, if it was only a billion that he invested and he was at $950 million and he just sold another $300 million, that means that he's made a profit. Yeah, uh, $1.25 $1. Yeah, if you're an investor or if you're a taxpayer in New Mexico, you're getting screwed on this. Meanwhile, you've got morons at the roundhouse saying, hey, you know, maybe another $2 million in operations cost for, the, for this facility is a really, really good idea. That's not an endorsement of government regulation. I would just say, ladies and gentlemen, if you have extra money and you want to invest it, hire smart people to advise you. I have been looking at YouTube and reading articles since it went public, uh, Virgin Galactic, in the uh, Halloween, around Halloween, appropriately enough, of 2019. There is so much bad information out there. I have watched a video recommending in, investing in Virgin Galactic saying the Spaceport America is located in California. You have these people giving investment advice that don't even know basic geographic knowledge about this. There is so much nonsense out there. And uh, I'm glad to see the stock down because at least investors are waking up. Um, I'll take the $16.50 loss uh, if it helps other people. But, you know, the George Carlin line about government, you know, uh, it's a club and you're not in it. I think in a lot of these speculative stock schemes, it's a club and you're not in it. And a lot of people who bought Virgin Galactic in the 40s, 50s uh, are going to have to sell it in the teens or less. And it's outrageous. Um, folks, you got to be smart and savvy about the, hire a smart financial advisor. That's all I so, can advise. So let me just kind of give you the overview. So Dowd is 100% correct on all this, okay? When we were tracking the stock prior to 2020, the previous height was $11.79 on October the 25th of 2019. And then we really spiked it up to $33.00 and 87 cents on February 21st, 2020. And from there, it declined, okay? So they have yet to actually roll something into space. It's all promise, it's all speculation. It's all really a whole lot of nothing, right? So then you go to about $24.31 in July of 2020. Then it spikes all of a sudden. In February of 2021 of this year, all of a sudden they're gonna go ahead and uh, do this giant launch and the launch, well, it doesn't happen. I forecast its demise and then suddenly it happens in July. 
July, I think the first, second week in July, mm-hmm. and they go to negative G, yep. and they have floating, but they're not in space. And then as of May of 2021, they went to $21. And on their launch on June the 25th, on the announcement of their launch, they went all the way from $21 to $55. Yep. Here's where the pump and dump comes. The con game, the confidence game that is being played upon all of you. And then after the launch, it goes down to $49. Then on July 23rd to $29. And then now at $19.66 on October 22nd. And then today at $18.32. So what's happened is everybody is aware of the market value of Virgin Galactic. The only people who are not aware of the market value are the investors who are the citizens of the state of New Mexico have decided to go ahead and invest somewhere north of $450 million into this, as far as we can tell. Not to mention the bailouts, the additional money that's being asked, the $2 million that's coming through, that's right now. And let me just tell you folks, Richard Branson has cranked $1.25 billion out of this. Chamath Palapatia uh, has cranked north of $600 million out of this. The only people that are not making money on this deal are the citizens and the taxpayers of the state of New Mexico. This is the one deal. This is the one thing that every single person should be upset and angry about. But you're not because you're getting another $3.7 billion from the federal government for your infrastructure plan. That's going to make this all wash away from Joe Biden. Richard Branson, who is a billionaire, sells off $300 million. It's the biggest sale today on Wall Street. Biggest sale today. And he is laughing all the way to the bank. The stake forms just 6% of the space travel company, leaving him with 11.9% interest. He's not even the majority shareholder, despite being the face of Virgin Galactic. That might be the only good news for Virgin Galactic. He's not in control anymore. (laughs) He retained $600 million stake in the company. He literally sold off a third. The way this should be phrased is he sold off 33% 33% of his stake in the company. Yep, four different four different sales over the last year and a half to, to dump and dump and dump. Now it's north of a billion dollars. And to get that money, uh, not to, uh, I don't know, invest more in the company, but to bail out his other enterprises. That's right. Palapatia <laughs> shed $213 million, as well as $500 million yep. in the sale in July after Branson's successful test flight. And Brant- this is all after all after the very successful test flight back in July. So according to David Modal, he said that's a fairly reliable track record established historically consistent range for the stock and Richard Branson is cranking it out at this point. So, you know, you continue to be invested. You continue to be a shareholder. Richard Branson, however, is no longer the majority shareholder. He holds only 11.9%. 11.9% of Virgin Galactic. But yesterday, Dowd, the uh, Spaceport America did a, another big press release, and we have no video footage, nothing else, but they said, oh, okay, we don't need Virgin Galactic because we have something else that's going on out there. They had a successful launch for something called Spin something. Or spin other? launch, yeah. Okay, yeah, tell yeah. us about that. Well, they are a startup, uh, and, and, and I, you just need I need to preface this by saying, Gravity sucks. Uh, gravity keeps us to Earth. It's really hard to break that gravity, get through the atmosphere to get up into space so we can do interesting things. People have been speculating on all sorts of propulsion systems forever and a day. Uh, when I was at Area 28, near Area 51, 
in the late 1990s visiting Yucca Mountain in, in Nevada, we walked, uh, we, we drove by big uh, sort of rusted, decayed equipment and the geologist, the Department of Energy geologist with us said, oh yeah, that's the NERVA project. That's when NASA was experimenting with plutonium rockets. You know, so there have been all sorts of ideas about how you get off this planet. Spin launch, it's eh, got some interesting guys in, with their background. It's, uh, it's, I'm still digging up uh, where, where they're coming from. They did, they have raised some money to build a centrifuge, a vacuum a no air centrifuge to spin, 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 spin a rocket and then launch it, you know, hundreds of miles an hour. And then an, a motor will eventually kick in an engine and drive it the rest of the way into, into space. Listen, there are a hundred propulsion firms in the last couple of decades that have failed miserably. They thought they had a killer app for space launch. They thought they had the technology they had. They thought they had a breakthrough. Maybe spin launch will be the most successful launch company in the history of the world. They'll make Elon Musk look like an, like an amateur. Well, likelier, uh, they probably will not be able to scale this up and they will fail like so many have failed before them. I wish them well, but don't believe the hype. We're into some real speculation here. They tested a, a you know, very suborbital scale, a much smaller version of it. Uh, they're reporting that it was successful. It's, you'll hear, you'll hear a lot more talk about spin launch because the Virgin Galactic is such a disaster. What the bureaucrats at Spaceport America like to do is if you ask people, if you ask them about, Oh, there's another delay in Virgin Galactic. They say, oh, oh, but we have all these other companies. We have, you know, we have all these other clients. Uh, they are claiming 460 direct and indirect jobs uh, at the spaceport, which is just a totally, totally uh, insane number. Uh, and again, don't forget, as we reported last week, Virgin Galactic isn't even building its new design and collaboration center in New Mexico. They're building it in Southern California. Uh, you'd think that maybe they would honor the people of New Mexico to maybe build that facility here, but, yeah. but they're not doing that. So again, uh, Spinlatch, an interesting idea, but again, so many, they're trying to do it with so many firms. I'm actually, Eddie, right now reading a book uh, called Liftoff, and not an original name, about the early years of Elon Musk and their, their Falcon 1 rocket. They launched the Falcon 9 now and how incredibly close they were to running out of money, to failing. They, they, they failed three times when they attempted to launch the rocket out of the South Pacific. This thing, as what did they say about Waterloo? It was the nearest run thing you ever saw in your life. You know, the, the Duke of Wellington, this great victory, you know, great victory. You should have been there and seen how close we were to defeat. Um, Elon made it work. Uh, he's going to launch potentially 30 rockets this year. Nobody's ever done anything like that. But, you know, is spin launch going to follow on behind Elon? There are a lot of engineers who just say they will not be able to overcome the inherent uh, uh, problems with a centrifuge like that. You have to get the timing perfect. Uh, you cannot launch something just by spinning it and shooting it off. You're going to have to kick that rocket in at some point, uh, and you have to integrate the rocket with the device that is being launched at hundreds of miles an hour into the atmosphere you're launching where there's a lot of mass. Air has mass. So I don't know what the future is for spin launch. When You're going to hear a lot about spin launch if you live in New Mexico. They will be trotting this out as the next great thing. Skepticism is warranted. Skepticism is warranted. Meanwhile, the new boss, who was kicked out after the last boss, uh, had a 460-page audit uh, of his ineptitude, and it was referred to for possible criminal uh, prosecution. The new guy, Scott McLaughlin, uh, wants $2 million more because things are so well. Things are So many things are happening down there that they need more money. You'd think that if so many things were happening at Spaceport America, they would need less money. Uh, but that's Spaceport America logic. And um, I'd hate to say it, but at this time, when the, when the billions are flowing to New Mexico whether it's the federal government, whether it's the uh, oil and gas revenue coming into the state. I hate to say it, but I think come January, February, when the session's underway, they're going to give those people another $2 million. I can't believe I'm saying this, but they probably will. When does Virgin Galactic Dowd, go bankrupt? <laughs> <clears throat> they're caught in a bind, okay? You talk about the pump and dump. 
as it relates to individual investors, the pump and dump also works for the company. Yep. They issued a document in June. You have to do this because you're regulated by the Fed saying, we intend to issue more stock. And of course, if you issue more stock, then all the outstanding shares aren't worth as much. The individual shareholder like me hoping to retire on our Virgin Galactic stock, uh, when you issue more of that stock, it dilutes the value of the share. Okay, So they were very, very smart. And I, I more and more, I believe this, and I, it does sound a little conspiracy freakish, but was Branson's flight, we know he's irresponsible, so who cares about him? Were the executives willing to let him go up on this test flight back in July? We know he wanted to beat Jeff Bezos. That was part of it. But was an even more important element in this test flight uh, that had some issues that we could talk about that too, was an even more important element is, hey, the stock's doing really well right now. We're in the 40, we're in the 40s, even close up to 50. Uh, this is the time that we can issue more shares, raise as much money as right. we can. The con game. And listen, that's an outrageous charge some people might think, but it's awfully interesting that the highest price they had, you know, in the throughout what the last six months or more was when the test flight happened. And that's when they issued the new shares. The problem is they have no revenue. So the only way they can make money is by selling more shares or issuing corporate bonds. But the more you dilute the shares, the lower the price is. Okay. The more your original, your founder dumps his share in the company, the less attractive it is to investors. Okay. So you're not making as much money as you could as if when the stock was higher. So they're, they're painting themselves gradually into a corner. They have something like a billion dollars cash on hand. That's money that they raised from the stock. And they also are, have filed, they can, they, they didn't issue all the, all the stock shares that they can. They can issue more shares, but that's all, that's the only way they can only do it through debt, offering debt or offering equity. If you offer debt, corporate debt, you're going to have to charge, you're going to have to give people a very high interest rate because people don't want to invest in a risky, you know, in a risky corporate bond. If you want to offer stock, the price keeps going down. That's a big problem. They can't raise revenue. Why can't they raise any revenue? Because they can't fire off their, their right. rocket plane. You, you, unless you're flying experiments, unless you're doing things for the Italian Air Force, uh, unless you're selling tickets to rich tourists, you're not going to raise any revenue. So, yeah, they're sitting on cash right now, but they're also burning through a lot of cash. You know, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a fiscal uh, financial analyst, a stock analyst, but at some point, as I said, I'll, I'll use the, the metaphor again, you've painted yourself in a corner. Uh, I do think it's certainly possible that the Eddie Aragon bankruptcy pr uh, yeah. uh, prediction comes true. It, it didn't, it didn't necessarily yep. come true in February 2021. Maybe it comes true in late 2020, late 2022. Uh, we will see. But, folks, the bottom line is we have been taken for a ride as taxpayers for years and years and years. And it's gotten even uglier, Eddie, with this. this it, when it was just Richard Branson's baby, he controlled the whole thing. Right. We didn't have any information. Yep. You could sort of just kind of wave your hand at it and say, yeah, we sunk all that money in there, and but we don't know anything about what's going on with the company. We know a hell of a lot about what's going on with the company now because they're publicly traded. Therefore, they're federally regulated. Therefore, they have to make all kinds of disclosure documents. So they're in a hell of a bind. And they, they admit, they admitted right after the, the Branson flight, we're going into our extended maintenance period of another year. No revenue for another year. Yeah, at least until next uh, August. Is yes, the that's earliest, the earliest. Yes. Earliest that they can actually realize. And we know they never make, make their deadlines, you know, so, so we know it's so not going to be that. What's really interesting about all this is we have film companies, we have space companies, we have all the fantasy companies that are out there, and they continue to do what they're doing. And you as taxpayers, continue to pay for all these uh, castles in the sky, so to speak, uh, that are never going to come to fruition. Walked by three souped-up vans this morning in Corrales as I was out with the dogs. 
They're filming Big Sky there. Uh, all the Hollywood people brought in on their super duper deluxe vans. Um, you can't keep falling for this stuff, folks. Okay, it's a scam. We're, we're trying to tell you. Like, listen to us. Yes. Jeff Bezos, by the way, Blue Origin, totally profitable. Not even his main focus. He's focused on a lot of other stuff. And then you have Elon Musk as well. But this is holy. Richard Branson's baby. Mm -hmm. And this is what he has become known for. And ladies and gentlemen, this is going to go bankrupt within the next year. And, and don't forget, the earliest I was able to document a prediction by the company back when it was before it was publicly traded uh, was in the Wall Street Journal. They said that they would be flying as soon as late 2008 or 2009 with customers. Um, we're coming up on uh, a dozen years behind schedule, still waiting for all those wonderful jobs down in Sierra County. Sorry, Rebecca Dow, but uh, it, it's not happening. <sighs> it's ugly, Eddie. It's an ugly picture. It really is. Smarten up. Smarten up, folks. All right, back after a quick break right here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIBABQ.FM, com. It is very much a space oddity, and we continue to be focused on it uh, here as a state, and we'll continue to focus on it right here in the Kiva. Don't forget, folks, we are the ones who told you first that Virgin Galactic is going to go belly up, and uh, everybody should pay attention to that news. 4.30, back and forth. Ground control to Major Tom. Seven. Six. Commencing countdown engines on. Three. Two. Check ignition. And may God's love be with you. Increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. 
Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting out, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. RevelcoNM.com. 505-550-550. 4994 505-550-4994. Sun's up and dine-in tables are open every day at Sunny Side Up on Manola, Louisiana. The carrot cake pancake topped with a sweet cream cheese drizzle and a scoop of homemade cinnamon butter. Sunny Side Up specials are yours online. Sunny, that's a place I like dot com. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348.
Actually, I have news. Uh, I don't know direction I want to go, Eddie, but I, yeah. in, in news about other English grifters, mm. I have news about Prince Andrew, a oh. uh, famous friend of, of Jeffrey Epstein, if we have time to get oh, to it at some point. Gonna, yeah? yeah, we uh, yeah. are going to get to Ghislaine, her new look, and then my uh, my interview with German and English television. That's right, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, lot of, uh, a lot of video coming from the uh, Nuevo Mexicano, uh, Eddie Aragon. We don't stick be... to just like domestic corruption in new mexico we go international yeah we're, uh, we're the German ambitious TV. yeah and uh <laughs> my guy interviewed me and he's gonna get to that uh let's go to uh prince andrew shall we and then uh i'll jump in i wanted to go to virus and vaccine but we can go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about galane her gripes about rats and creepy guards in the uh, new york city lockup but, she's really hurting that poor oh girl oh my I mean, gosh there's so so many tough times after all the uh in the planes, being free, feeling good. When you're, when you're used money. to champagne wishes and caviar dreams, champagne wishes and sex trafficking and young women, dreams. rats in your in your lockup cell, uh, not not cool. I just Eddie, I saw this. I was sure. the 3 a.m. at our time, which I guess 7 uh, or 10 p.m. London time when yep. Branson sold the stock. I just ran across this when I was looking up the the brands. You know, what very limited coverage there's been, other than Bloomberg, it's, it's been pretty much nothing. But uh, Prince Andrew, kind of a pretty loathsome figure. Uh, according to Bloomberg, uh, this is this is an interesting article. Why? Because the British public uh, have wondered for years, how can Prince Andrew afford his lavish lifestyle on a relatively modest stipend? Uh, and according to this finding, uh, it also raises questions about the potential conflicts created by his dubious social circle, oh. so social circle, yeah. which included the late financier and pedophile Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein an yep. occasional New Mexico uh, resident. Okay, yep. it starts off one of the British Conservative parties, so that's kind of like the you know the Tory party or the Republican party over there. One of their biggest donors named David Rowland R O W L A N D okay. has transferred 1.5 million pounds. That's the British pound sterling, the uh, currency used over there. They did not join the eurozone, which was probably a good idea on the part of the UK. That's the equivalent of about two million American dollars. 
So he transferred that money to Prince Andrew days after the prince borrowed a similar amount from a Luxembourg private bank controlled by the same businessman's family. Mm. <laughs> David Rowland uh, wired the money to a London account uh, at Bank Haviland SA held by the Queen of England's uh, second yeah. son in December right. 2017, according to interviews with two people familiar with the transaction. The transfer was earmarked for repayment of an earlier $1.5 million uh, pound loan uh, from the bank that Prince had, Prince had taken out just 11 days earlier. Andrew, who has, and get this, operated as an unofficial door opener. Oh. I, I think I could have a career in door opening. Just connecting. Have a big Rolodex. He's a, con- he's a connector. He's a connector. Uh, official door opener for Roland, this businessman, and the royal family for more than a decade was able to borrow the money despite a warning from the bank staff that the loan was, quote, not in line with the risk appetite of the bank, mm. close quote. Boy, Jeffrey Epstein hangs out with uh, great people, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. All the lo- all the lonesome people. Lonesome people. <laughs> yes, that's Where right. do they all come from? <laughs> Well, I'll take a little, little listen to all this. So how about that? Is how to respond to one of the most abhorrent uses of chemical weapons in a century, slaughtering innocent men, women, and children in Syria. It is not about taking sides in the Syrian conflict. It is not about invading. It is not about regime change or even working more closely with the opposition. It is about the large-scale use of chemical weapons and our response to a war crime, nothing else. The weapons inspectors are in the midst of their work and will be reporting in the coming days. That is why today could not have been the day when the House was asked to decide on military action. This is surely a basic point. Evidence should precede decision, not decision precede evidence. Listening uh, to this speech, any reasonable human being would assume that the gentleman (laughs) is looking to divide the House for political advantage. What has happened to the national interest? Here, here. I have to say that intervention is not worthy of the honourable gentleman. The fact the Syrian government has and has used chemical weapons is beyond doubt. The fact that the most recent attack took place is not seriously doubted. The Syrian government has said it took place. And the evidence that the Syrian regime has used these weapons in the early hours of the 21st of August is right in front of our eyes. If the decision, as some of us believe, has already been made in Washington and agreed by the government here, uh, then that's really why we're here, because uh, Washington feels there should be some bombs falling this weekend. At this very moment, the Assad regime in Damascus are watching very carefully as to whether they will get away with what they have done. If there is no international response of a significant kind, then we can be absolutely certain that the forces within Damascus will be successful in saying, well, we must continue to use these whenever there is a military rationale for doing so. The Syrian rebels have got plenty of access to sarin. It's not rocket science, Mr. Speaker. You don't have to be Einstein to have your hands on sarin gas or the means to distribute it. Russia and China say no to war. So do I and most people in this country. From all the evidence we have, the fact that opposition don't have chemical weapons, the fact the regime do, the fact they've used it, the fact they were attacking the area at the time, and that intelligence I've reported, that is enough to conclude that the regime is responsible and should be held accountable. It is no more pleasant to be killed by a cruise missile than it is to be killed by gas. You're still dead. These Brits, these Brits are absolutely emotional. Doubt. 
Yeah. I mean, just just listen to the arguments right there on Parliament. Welsh and Scots yeah. and English. <laughs> They're all very angry. Well, Ghislaine Maxwell, here we go. She's uh, griping about the rats and the creepy guards at the New York City lockup. Now, she is a friend, confidant of Prince Andrew. Uh, you'll see my uh, testimony, I guess, if you will, on the uh, floor plans and the stuff that's happening at uh, Zorro Ranch. Mind you, nothing has ever been done at Zorro Ranch. Nothing. They have not invaded it. They haven't seized it. No one's gone inside. To Remember, we have gone all the way through the Archdiocese of Santa Fe at this point. We've gone to the very tip, tip, top, right? <laughs> but we've never investigated uh, the confidant of uh, one. Was it Big Bill's birthday yesterday? I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy 74th birthday to Bill Richardson. Yeah, he's got yeah. some good PR lately, getting yeah. that journalist out of oh, Myanmar. Front page news. He's today. milking it, milking oh, it. Oh, my God. He's doing all the good stuff. So Glaine Maxwell claims in an interview that she's been assaulted by prison guards and forced to endure hellish lists of inhumane conditions. She says, I have been assaulted and abused for almost a year and a half. The 59-year-old British socialite alleged in a sit-down interview with the Daily Mail inside the Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn. That's to be published full on Sunday. Dismal food and poor sleeping conditions. I have not had a nutritious meal in all that time. <laughs> I haven't slept without the lights on. Fluorescent lights that have damaged my eyes or been allowed to sleep without consent in constant interruptions. I'm weak. I'm frail. I have no stamina. I'm tired. I don't even have the shoes which fit properly. Oh. They feed me rotten food. One apple had maggots oh. in it. I have not been allowed to even exercise. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. For the record, ladies and gentlemen, at the Muska Farm in Broadbrook, Connecticut, you will never buy an apple with maggots in it. Mm. <laughs> I told the guards, but nothing was done until the rat popped out <sighs> and charged a guard who screamed in terror. Finally, the sewage drain was covered in humane <laughs> solitary confinement. There we go. Do you feel sorry for this woman? This woman should be punished to the utmost and to the infinite. At this point, given the level of abuse that she has given to many young women, right? Taking advantage of them, et cetera, et cetera. Prince Andrew, Ghislaine Maxwell. I mean, this is bad. So here, here we go. An ex-security guard for Ghislaine Maxwell says her team hired lookalikes to help alleged rapist hide. According to a British security expert, Matt Halliard who headed the crack security team that guarded Ghislaine Maxwell for a year, has gone on record saying Ghislaine was not running from the authorities. She was running from the media. According to the Daily Mail, Maxwell is scheduled to go on trial on November the 29th. Some thought that Maxwell was in Israel or hiding out in submarine. No doubt that she was probably working with Mossad at this point. Or maybe she was being uh, hidden by the Israeli intelligence agency Mossad itself, linked to her late father. New Zealand, the Caribbean, London, and Paris have all been places where they have admitted some level of sightings of Ghislaine Maxwell. They said, quote, unquote, we went to an agency in France, a security collaborating agency. They found two people who resemble Ghislaine and her brother, Kevin. They strolled in Paris for a couple of days, and we leaked to the newspaper. That is how we distracted the attention away from where Ghislaine really was. She was in the U.S., and at all times. Now, they do not want her to speak, Doug. Mm -hmm. There is one person that the United States government does not want to speak, and that is one Ghislaine Maxwell, and for good reason, because she could out the most powerful people in the entire country. 
So Prince Andrew, her uh, liaison and uh, confidant and person that she's connected to through New Mexico, Prince Andrew had a bank loan of $2 million paid by, as you just stated, yep. Dowd Muska, Cozy by a businessman friend. Why would he do such a thing? <laughs> well, if the prince is going out, I, I even hesitate to, I put prince in, in scare quotes, ladies and gentlemen. This, is, this isn't Game of Thrones. This guy's not a prince. Uh, but if the Roland family, if he was an official door opener uh, for the royal family, uh, then why wouldn't a wealthy businessman pay off loans that the, uh, for the prince? I guess he wasn't, you know, if you, just reading between the lines of this Bloomberg article, I mean, the prince wanted to have a lifestyle beyond what his royal stipend was. Uh, and when you know people with money, uh, it's, it's very interesting. The bank, I always get the quote right, the bank rarely if ever uh, opened, uh, allowed unsecured loans to clients, according to uh, former employees. Uh, this one was approved because it opened up, quote, further business potential with the royal family. A note on a document said, uh, while the loan is unsecured and granted solely against the credibility of the applicant, <laughs> that's the credibility, uh, both his position and that of his mother. Who, who's the prince's mother? We're not talking about the French, fresh prince of Bel-Air. Talking about Prince Andrew, his mother is the queen. Uh, she is the sovereign monarch of the United Kingdom. Uh, that should provide access to funds for repayment if need be. So basically, you know, if if he if we're not going to get repaid on this, we'll go to mommy and she'll sell some of the royal jewels, I guess, and, and get us eight percent interest rate uh, on that loan uh, that replaced it, placed the previous loan. Boy, you know, you think uh, the cronyism uh, and the sleazerama in, in Santa Fe is bad, in Washington's bad. London looks pretty bad too, Eddie. Uh, yeah, how does he afford the things uh, that he needs to afford on three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year? That's essentially what it is. The allowance was paid to the Queen from the private income received from the Duchy or, or the Duchy of Lancaster Estates. In addition to the allowance, Andrew would also have a small pension from his time serving for the Royal Navy, a job that he left way back in two thousand and one. So I think that's a good question. Where does Prince Andrew get all of his money? Uh, you can't find out from the prince because according to a spokesperson, they have declined to comment. Uh, and all they said was uh, he's entitled to a degree of privacy in conducting privacy. his entirely legitimate personal financial affairs on which all appropriate accounting measures are undertaken and all taxes duly paid. So he and uh, Fergie, is that right, Ferguson? They divorced, right? Yeah, they divorced, mm-hmm. but they're still sort of together in a sort of weird way. Like he has proclivities and, you know. They his, have children together, I think. Huh? Uh, they do have children together. And uh, their child actually married or was a significant other to one Richard Branson's son, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, yeah, there it is. Uh-huh. So uh, Fergie cohabits the Royal Lodge, a grade two listed house in Windsor. And uh, the former residence of the Queen Mother, to which they moved back in 2004. Swiss Chalet, by the way, in 2020 they had there, worth 18.3 million pounds, according to the mail. Uh, they uh, reported that, that they had paid for it six years previously and in full. The property was the subject of legal action between the Yorks and the French socialites. Also, Andrew's friendship with David Rowland was featured regularly in his speculation over how the Duke has managed to maintain his very, quote-unquote, comfortable lifestyle. So there you go. He was also an official guest at the opening of uh, Rowland's Haviland Bank in Luxembourg back in 2009. See, <laughs> never have to work a day in your life and you have all of that money. I just recall what my old Irish grandmother told my sisters when we were very young. 
She didn't say it to me, but she said it to them. It's just as easy to fall in love with a rich man as it is to fall in love with a poor man. I would say it's just as easy to be friends with rich people as it is to be friends with poor people. And rich people can probably do a lot more for you mm. when you get into trouble with, you know, international sex trafficking rings, and, you know, that kind mm. of stuff. So yeah, every video yeah, like all it. those type of things. Absolutely. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. We'll hit the top of the hour news. When we return, hour number two, we have uh, Murder Mike. An explosive reveal here for hour number two as uh, most people are trying to come to grips with what's happening here in our city. 115 murders here in Bernalillo County. And, uh, hey, folks, we're counting every single one of them, despite your news not doing the same. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Back after a quick break right here in the Kiva on AM600 KIV, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies And I'm not proud of my address In the torn up town, no postcode envy But every song's like gold teeth, gray goose dripping in the bathroom Bloodstains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room Care. We're driving Cadillacs in our dreams. But everybody's like crystal, maybe back diamonds on your timepiece, jet planes. I lose tigers on a gold leash, we don't care. We are caught up in your love affair, and we'll never be royal. Royal, it's a run in our blood. That kind of love just ain't for us. We crave a different kind of buzz. Let me be your ruler.
When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Hey, Grandpa and Stella, we need to get back to work. We are working, Ava. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work if you do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, Hey, Ava, we want a raise. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Something wonderful like all chocolate dipped cherries or pineapple or apricot glaze. How about chocolate caramels and creams, even red chili bars? Thousands of incredible delicacies at the Candy Lady in Old Town at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448.com. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Wisconsin is on edge as the jury in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial deliberates. The jury started deliberating Tuesday morning and have asked for extra copies of the jury instructions. 
Closing arguments wrapped up Monday with the defense saying the 18-year-old was justified in the killing of two men and injuring a third during riots and protests in Kenosha last year. Constitutional law professor Jonathan Turley believes the prosecution is facing an uphill battle. The problem is you make yourself an issue. That's what the, what Binger has done. Uh, he has contradicted his statements so often, presented evidence uh, that was not borne out. An audio courtesy of Fox News, House Democratic leaders expect to vote on President Biden's big social spending bill later this week. You're listening to USA Radio News. Fox Radio is looking for a co-host. Yes, you heard me correctly. Nationally syndicated radio show and popular podcast. Rockstar Radio's Billy Gerard is looking for a co-host. In fact, two segment co-hosts. One will join Billy weekly talking about all things financial and another for a weekly review of the national real estate and mortgage market. Co-hosting with Billy Gerard could be the move that puts your career into overdrive. For all the details and to schedule an audition with Billy, send an email to bill at rockstar.today. That's bill at rockstar.today. Or go to rockstar.today slash co-host for all the details. Rockstar Radio is looking for two expert co-hosts. It could be you. Email bill at rockstar.today or go to rockstar.today slash co-host. Being on the radio with Billy will make you the expert in the field. It could take your career over the moon. Get all the audition details at rockstar.today slash co-host. Clean water, access to the Internet, rebuilding bridges, and everything in this bill matters to individual lives of real people. President Biden in Woodstock, New Hampshire, selling his big infrastructure bill that he signed on Monday. The $1.2 trillion bill covers extensive renovations of bridges, highways, rails, and ports. Amid global supply chain challenges, consumers are feeling a pinch in their wallets as prices at stores and gas stations continue to rise. This person telling Fox Business a lot of the decisions being made are affecting people in the Midwest and not people who are making the decisions. A lot of decisions that are being made by the big cities and coasts and the small town mentality kind of gets ground out a little bit, but we hope that that voice uh, can raise a little bit louder. In financial news, a good day on Wall Street at the closing bell, the Dow gaining 55 points to close at 36.142. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. President Biden met late Monday night with China's leader. Both are pledging to improve cooperation. The president not bringing up human rights abuses and trade policies, while his counterpart did warn that support for Taiwan was playing with fire. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie says it's amazing that COVID wasn't brought up or the Winter Olympics. You don't bring up COVID. You don't bring up the Olympics. I mean, look, we have serious problems with China, who is a serious adversary of ours. And we, if we don't start getting tough on them, um, they're going to walk all over us. They're going to misread signals about Taiwan. This is going to lead to incredible conflict for the United States and for our people. And Joe Biden needs to get tough today with China. Uh, we don't need to be throwing bouquets at dictators. Right. 
The Senate Judiciary Committee held a hearing on Tuesday with Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Ranking member and Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley accuses Democrats and the Biden administration of presiding over one of the worst immigration messes ever. In a mere months of unified control of the federal government, the Biden administration Congressional Democrats have presided over one four-tenths million encounters with illegal immigrants attempting to cross the southern border. That, on its own, is an astounding number. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on the Instagram or KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalks.com, 550-5500, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Don't forget to podcast us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and downloading our app at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. And it, it's going a little bit crazy out there, no doubt about it, folks. And uh, let me tell you. You guys are on the right side of the argument because Joe Biden's approval rating has plunged absolutely to a complete and total low at this point. 37% of Americans approve of the commander-in-chief's performance. He's got 40% on the approval against Donald Trump, 51 for Trump, down a whopping 11 points since spring. That's according to the Washington Post. His popularity has also tumbled Amongst his own party members, 80% of Democrats are positive about their party's leader, but 94% were very positive back in the month of June. Things do not look good for Joe Biden. Four in, Democrats, uh, four in 10 Democrats strongly approve of Biden today, but back in the spring, it was seven in 10 Democrats who actually approved for him as uh, during that time. Biden's approval rating has actually hit a new record low as inflation and U.S. continues to hit an all-time high. Three-quarters of respondents, 70%, said the economy is in bad shape. Look, the stock market's at a record high. 38% of these people actually characterize the state of the nation's economy as very poor. Biden's overall approval of his handling of the economy sits at just 39%. And the final stat to take away, the poll was of 1,001 U.S. residents, including 882 registered voters, conducted from November 7th through November 10th via landline and via cell phones. And it doesn't look good for Joe Biden. D-Dowd must no, no, it doesn't. Forward. And you, you cited the key stat here. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pleased to see that his approval rating is low. But how can an economy where the Dow Jones Industrial Average is out of control booming and we're actually down, I've got a piece coming out tomorrow looking at New Mexico's economic situation versus the country. The country, coast to coast, and our territories abroad, record high stock market, 4.6% unemployment rate. Uh, and 70% say the economy is bad or you know poor. It doesn't, there's, there's a disconnect there. Uh, I think what, what you're seeing is the supply chain disruption and the inflation kicking in. Uh, and, and people, it's finally sort of filtering down to people and they're, they're waking up on this. I, I'm reading this book about Jimmy Carter right now. It, things got bad very quickly for Jimmy Carter. Yep. But even he had, I think, a better honeymoon period than Joe Biden. Um, much, much longer. Uh, you know, we, we, the orange man is gone. Everything's supposed to be fixed in America, right? Everybody's supposed to be happy and pleased. 70% say the economy stinks. 
the incumbent's approval rating is kind of record low for, for someone who's only been president this short amount of time. What's going on? Are people waking up? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I certainly hope they are. Well, let's get to the virus and vaccine because Oklahoma, one of the first states to actually open up Dodd Muska, mm-hmm. the uh, leader of the Oklahoma National Guard, said none of its members will currently be required to become vaccinated for COVID-19. Also, they will not be enforcing Biden's vaccine mandate, Dodd Muska. That's uh, not good news for the president of the United States. Well, you know, my, my newfound uh, uh, dedication to finding happy news. <laughs> this is an interesting point because, you know, you and I spoke on Friday about we just aren't seeing publicly voiced resistance by by elected officials, by government officials in New Mexico, you know, it doesn't get any bigger than the National Guard. They, they're turned out to fight disasters, you know, within the state that the, the, the president can right. can use them abroad for crises abroad. I mean, these are solid citizens, military men and women. Uh, the guardsmen will not have to be vaccinated, according to an order uh, issued by the new adjutant general, Thomas Mancino. Uh, no negative administration or legal action will be taken against guardsmen, again, in our neighbor of Oklahoma, not nationally, Oklahoma, who refused the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, the Republican governor recently appointed this new uh, commander there, or yeah, the Man- adjutant general. Mancino. Uh, yes, uh, who uh, had led the Oklahoma Guard since 2017. The old one, uh, by comparison, uh, the new one is supported, uh, the old one supported vaccination. Uh, the new one, not so much. According to Mancino, quote, this policy is not anti-vaccine. And here we go. This is the kind of the middle ground a lot of a lot of officials are carving out. I and the governor are both vaccinated, according to uh, the general. But I encourage all our and I encourage all our Oklahoma Guard members to get vaccinated if they choose to do so. We want to educate and inform our soldiers and airmen so that they can make an informed decision regarding the DOD vaccine mandate. Now, I, uh, they kind of unpack the rules here under Title 32, the Oklahoma National Guard, just like other National Guards, state controlled, federally funded. Uh, they take orders from their governor uh, and his designated or her uh, designated chain of command. But when mobilized by the president under Title 10, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners know this with the military background, the Oklahoma National Guard takes all orders from the president and his designated chain of command. So we've got a we've got a federalism fight here. You know, we've got a state fighting the federal government. States rights. Litigation, potentially, according to Mancino, quote, nothing in this order prevents anyone from taking the vaccine. Also, nothing in the governor's order eliminates the federal requirement. And here's where things get dicey. The governor is hoping for federal relief from Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. And in the interim, has granted state relief that, you you know, what did De Niro say in this boy's life? Uh, Hope in one hand, defecate in another, see which fills up first. Uh, Hoping is not going to get you a victory over the the idiots in the White House. Um, But listen, this is standing up. This is standing up. These are actual, in the case of the governor, the adjutant general in, in, of the National Guard in Oklahoma. We need more of this. We need, we need one person to do this in New Mexico. Um, but, we need the know, governor to do this. So oh, this is Governor, governor Stitt who mm-hmm. was uh, chosen to do this. Yep. And uh, what, a couple of weeks ago, he issued an executive order voicing opposition to Biden's vaccination requirement for federal contractors. Uh, he also noted that vaccines work and are effective, but they should not be mandated by any government to free citizens so reasonable such country. a reasonable thing yeah. i mean but i can tell that? you right now that lloyd austin is going to go ahead and uh, turn the screws and all this oh yeah he'll do what he's told from you above know, yeah. uh, people need to understand that it should be a choice and even in socialist countries like sweden <laughs> they actually had a choice doubt and uh, people need to understand that uh, prohibition remained the largest experiment in social engineering 
a democracy has ever undertaken. And then back in 2020, the virus spread from China. Faced with the threat, the world's governments responded by closing schools, banning people from meeting, forcing entrepreneurs to shut their businesses, essential, not essential. And then the experiment provoked the debate. And what did Sweden do? Well, <laughs> just like all the democracies of the world, freedom was weighed in against what was perceived as security versus individual rights. And Sweden decided to go ahead and, hey, let's go ahead and open up the experiment was judged early on as a quote-unquote disaster. You might remember that, Dowd, back mm. in um, uh, March, April, May of 2020. Time Magazine stated that the world's cautionary tale was going to be Sweden. New York Times said, deadly folly. Guardian said, in Germany, the Focus Magazine uh, described the policy as sloppiness. Italy said about Sweden that it was going to be the Nordic model country had made a dangerous mistake, but all the countries now mistaken despite uh, what Sweden has now undertaken, Sweden simply chose the one path and the rest of Europe chose entirely something else. And who's coming out the cleaner of all them? It is Sweden, ladies and gentlemen. And here is the writing on the wall. Out of more than 50 countries, Sweden is number one in terms of the death rate. If you measure excess mortality in the whole 2020, Sweden, according to the Eurostat, will end up 21st place out of 31 European countries. If Sweden was part of the U.S., its death rate would rank it number 43 out of 50 states. And it is no more the worst than any other state or any other country that is out there, doubt. Yeah, this is a wonderful piece uh, documenting Sweden. We heard a lot about Sweden in those early months, didn't we? Human sacrifice, uh, cold, uncaring Nordic people, uh, just just constant harping on how horrible Sweden. Sweden basically did even before there was the Great Barrington Declaration, which is this policy path that we didn't take in America. A whole bunch of really bright uh, three primarily uh, epidemiologists: one from Stanford, one from Oxford, one from Harvard. You know, not reputable institutions by any means. Came together and they came up with this plan under the Great Barrington Declaration called Focus Protection, which is what we have done for centuries, which is focus on the sick people, focus on the at-risk people, and let you know most others kind of live their normal life. Sweden is the closest country that followed that what they call Focus Protection Plan, uh, as we just heard among uh, the European nations, 21st out of uh, 31 European countries in the death rate. Uh, at least 50 countries have a higher death rate than Sweden. And this essay is really interesting. This one paragraph I highlighted from a human perspective, it's easy to understand the reluctance to face these numbers, meaning the, the Swedish data It's hard to avoid the conclusion that millions of people have been deprived of their freedom and millions of children have had their education gravely damaged for little demonstrable gain. Who wants to admit that they were complicit? They, you mask wearers, were complicit in this. Uh, but what one American judge called the laboratories of democracy way back when have conducted this experiment. Um, and the result is increasingly clear. Uh, we have seen at the state level places like Nebraska and Utah, uh, low control places, uh, uh, Oklahoma, very, very low lockdown places actually fare better than high lockdown places. And in my hot little hand right here, I'm holding the latest data, the latest CDC data through the Washington, Washington Post uh, COVID tracker website where uh, it's, it's a very good, easily accessible data. They look at case numbers the last seven days, hospitalizations the last seven days, and deaths the last seven days, looking at what the trend is. Is it going up or down? New Mexico, we have our five neighbors, Akotu, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas, and Utah. New Mexico is the only state on that list of six 
that has seen an increase in the last week of cases and hospitalizations and deaths. All three, okay? We are 0 for 3, uh, and at pretty much the rock bottom level, Oklahoma has a higher, had a slightly higher case count, but Oklahoma is actually down 4% in hospitalizations in the last week, down 5% in deaths. Now, what's the big one that's down? Oh, Colorado's down 15% uh, in deaths, which is a very, very uh, interesting number. Texas down 9% in cases, down 4%. Uh, in hospitalizations and is up a little more than we are in deaths. But there is not, by those three metrics, case up or down, hospitalization up or down, death up or down, New Mexico is the only state in the Southwest that has bad numbers, a bad result on all three metrics. Let's keep wearing those masks, those little totems that we put on our faces because we think they're magic. Look at that sunset, Dowd. That is gorgeous. Is that something else? Unbelievable. Yeah, that's why we live here, right there. There it is. 550, 5500. That's 550, 5500. More stuff to uh, talk about uh, here. Aussie rules that you like the Aussies. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Uh, Liam, which is the most popular name in the universe right now. I'm not sure why. Have you noticed like the, the, the sexiest guy, 52 years old, Ant Man? Then you have like the, the name that everybody chooses. Like, have you noticed like this crazy amount of group thing that goes on? Mm-hmm. Liam has announced his retirement from the game of Aussie rules football because of the no jab, no job policy. He says, I wish to announce my retirement from AFL. I wish to take the opportunity to thank all those uh, who have supported me. I love the game. I'll miss my teammates, but I hope that people respect my decision and my privacy. Either myself or my management team will be making any further comments on the matter so uh don't you wish you could see that more from american football players american basketball players i mean that would be something you know it's it's you can get lost as a as a observer of economics you know in in this concept of allocative efficiency where every person puts their every resource is put to its highest and best use and everyone puts their skill set to their highest and best use um and you can get lost in the data of that but just look at the people quitting their job or or being kicked out of their jobs yeah, maybe some of these people are bad at their jobs. An awful lot of them are really good at their jobs. And they're not going to be making the money they should be making. They're not going to be contributing. I mean, sports, you know, admittedly is more of an entertainment thing. You're not literally saving lives or flying people safely through the air. But I uh, think of just how many people all over the world, you know, all the way down in Australia uh, and here in uh, and here in America. I'm still waiting, Eddie, for that analysis of the healthcare analysis that somebody's going to have to do about these hospitals being overrun comparing that to each hospital that's complaining about crisis standards of care. What is your staffing level in light of the fact that you either fired or drove away some portion of your staff? Now, some facilities, it might not be much of an issue. I bet you in a lot of facilities, it is an issue. Right. Um, and uh, when labor, when the labor markets are disrupted like this, uh, entirely based on nothing and just, you know, we're not attacked by aliens. Okay. You know, it's, it's not a Ebola is not here. This is just asinine government policies, asinine employer policies. And, uh, I don't know much about Australian rules footballs, but uh, but football. But Liam Liam has a lot of uh, colleagues in this field of uh, cheesing it, I guess, and going on to something else. I hope he's happy wherever he ends up. The New Mexico Restaurant Association has honored the restaurant owners, and they honored a restaurant owner from Socorro. 350 restaurants, however, have actually closed permanently. That's about 10% of all the restaurants uh, in the state. According to Carol White, they said many restaurant owners have persevered through the pandemic, but we had about 10% that's, that, that closed. Uh, they had uh, Jason and Deidre Vincent, 
uh, are the owners of Yo Mama's Grill in Socorro, and they were honored with the award on the air. Dowd, I think it's a lot more than 10% that's actually been closed down here in the state. Well, I, I just highlighted this because I thought, boy, I haven't thought about this in a long time. I remember Carol using around a 210 figure, but that must right. have been six months or more ago. If we're up to 350 now, uh, and as you think, Eddie, I think you're probably right. It might be even more than that. Um, my God. I mean, what has been done to this state? And people yeah. seem to be okay with it. Yeah. Well, uh, finally, uh, New, New York uh, Police Department find that respect. Warm welcome. More money in Florida, according to more than a dozen NYPD cops. They've ditched the Big Apple to join the force in a small Florida city. In Lakeland, a community of 108,000, 35 miles east of Tampa, they mounted a social media campaign targeting New York City cops. And 14 former of the finest of NYPD have moved to Lakeland in the past year. Twelve of them moved over the past two months thanks to a recruiting trip. According to the report, the NYPD officers start out earning $42,500 a year, far less than they would in New York City. <laughs> According to city data, minimum PD salary in Lakeland is 53 k Without the burdens of city or state income taxes, they feel like they are making more money. No cop, no firefighter, no nurse. Nobody should be losing their jobs because of these jabs, according to uh, Mr. Ron DeSantis, the governor of the great state of Florida. He gave all his state's first responders a $1,000 pandemic bonus in May. The Spokane, which is exactly where this is at, uh, the Spokane uh, County Sheriff's Office in Washington recently targeted New York's finest with an additional $15,000 signing bonus, according to the New York Times and the Times Square offering that uh, while they were studying the city's anti-cop uh, crime environment, Alaska Governor Mike Dunleavy also invited cops by Twitter, stating that consider the 49th state where we back the blue. Indiana Senator Mike Braun also offered a similar Twitter invite to disgruntled cops in other necks of the woods throughout the rest of the country. So, I, I just I love think- this story. <laughs> I just, I just love this story. I mean, it made me think, Eddie, of your very early on. Uh, I'll give you your props again. In the, in the early months, you were saying we could have parlayed this, you know, legitimate healthcare challenge, legitimate healthcare problem, but not catastrophe, into an economic development uh, uh, asset. Uh, in, in the way that a person like Ron DeSantis, a smart individual, I mean, parlaying in New Mexico, we invented the nuclear bomb. In New Mexico, we have national laboratories. We're we're data driven here. We're not going to panic. This is a place to come. Not not just for this present problem, but for many all the problems to come. And places like Florida are smarter than we are. And targeting, uh, and, and there was one quote, but also it's the cultural part of this. What was the quote? Uh, one of the officers who moved said, uh, "In New York, quote is almost like I was ashamed to be a law enforcement officer, whereas in Florida, you know, he feels more respected." I mean, what might have been in New Mexico? What might have been in the last twenty months versus the the uh, fear porn and panic and lockdown we got? What what might have been? What might have been? There you go, folks. Move to Florida if you want, or you can see that unbelievable stuff. Look at that sunset, Dowd. Ooh, it's dark now. Ooh. So dark, so murky. It's all right there. Looks like Lord of the Rings over there. <laughs> We're gonna, yeah, it actually does. Yeah. Uh, back to a quick break right here in the Kiva. We're going to go ahead and uh, visit with Murder Mike when we return on AM 600 KIVA. ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. <laughs> I am sitting 
filter for the man to pour the coffee And he fills it only halfway And before I even argue He is looking out the window At somebody coming in talk glad to be here with you to help your business and right now businesses are in desperate need of cash flow many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution michael trujillo has that solution host of your money matters 11:30 a.m on saturday michael how can you help these businesses get cash flow today well eddie all they have to do is pick up the phone give us a call and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for but more importantly we also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business let's help your small business today folks if you own a car dealership commercial real estate you have a restaurant how about a funeral home software development firms engineering from plumbing and heating you name it Michael can help you eight five six. 1171-856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to search somebody. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. Makeusgodlyagain.com. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229. 884-8229. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. 
Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. Are you currently leasing but have always wanted to own a building? Looking to take advantage of all-time historically low interest rates? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. Are you in set it and forget it mode with your investments? How's that working for you? Let's have a look. I'm Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors, and I'll give you a few ideas. Visit crowaboutmoney.com or call me at 243-2281. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. What's your plan for the financial future you want? Call Tom Crow at Crow Financial Advisors to change your approach to money. Dial 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Alarms are ignored, kill switches are easily detected and reconnected, RFIDs are hacked using a basic code grabber, and GPS tracking systems, well, they're good at locating your vehicle after it's been taken. Give us a call, 505-550-4994. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. When I wake up... I'm gonna be the man who makes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. If I have a, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's heaving into you. Well, I will walk 500 miles.
I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's gonna be well too. And when I'm dreaming, well I know I'm gonna dream, I'm gonna dream about the time when I'm with you. When I go out, when I go out, well I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. And when I come home, I come home, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who come back home with you. I'm gonna be the man who's coming home with you. Well, I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more to be a man who walks a thousand miles Thirty-three here in the Kiva, the Proclaimers. There they are, the Scots. Uh, the Scots. Uh, good stuff. Scottish rock duo, formed back in nineteen eighty-three. Did that? Yeah. Craig and Charlie Reed, born on the fifth of March sixty-two. Craig. Yeah, Craig, Craig and Charlie. <laughs> Uh, next July, my sister will have been married to a Scotsman for 30 years, and Dang. it has been it has been 30 relentless years of making fun of his accent, and we all everyone in the family does it, and it's wonderful. My other sister said uh, one time he was watching his favorite football team, and she said, "Hey Duncan, how are the Patriots doing?" It's it's a relentless ball busting. My father got him one time on lever versus lever. He said, "Don't say lever, say lever." Oh, we love it, we love it. The Scots uh. are great. The Scots are so tough that the Romans long ago just said, you know what? We're not going to deal with them anymore. We're going to build what's called Hadrian's Wall and everything north of that the Scots going to have. I, I love the Scots. People. Great, great people. Adam Smith, by the way, Scott, yeah. Scots. So, so tough, huh? <laughs> their Scottish accents uh, were all about their music, by the way. Roots rock, alt rock, folk rock. They uh, moved toward their uh, uh, band-oriented rock during their later works, and they had this hit, what was this, uh, I don't even know. Was this like uh, 2,500 miles? Was this 2003, 2004? I don't, I don't even know. I think maybe it even was. earlier than that. It, it was. What's well, I'm going to be. I'm going to be yeah. 500 miles. Is that what it was? Uh, let's see. Let me get a year on this. Uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket. Um, Lemonheads also toured with them back in 94. They uh, kept out of the public eye for much of the 1990s, but then they had this... Uh, Big hit, I'm going to be 500 miles. Uh, oh, wow. It released in the UK in 88. Really? Released in the US in 93. Re-released in 2000. Okay. Huh. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. So. Oh, that's that movie, the Johnny Depp movie. That's what it was in. Right. Oh, Benny and Benny June. Benny and June yeah. when he was doing uh, Buck, Buster Keaton. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, Benny and June. Uh, good good, good movie, although I hate Johnny Depp. He's kind like, of a weirdo. Right down to his, uh, right to his very uh, core. Not a not a good not a good financial decision maker buying <laughs> boats and islands and some things he can't afford. Well, when you don't, uh, twenty one Jump Street. Who knew it was going to lead to all of that? <laughs> well, so. I will give him this. He had the Winona Forever tattoo, Did and really? when they broke up, he had it changed to Winos Forever. So, really? so I'll give him credit for the creativity <laughs> on that. <laughs> it's a Winona uh, Forever. I need to. I have a tattoo on my arm. I need to change. By the way, why do people say Winona Forever? Uh, his, I was sort of in a shock, he said. I kept thinking it was going to wash off or something. 
I couldn't believe it was real. I mean, it's a big thing because it's so permanent. Why he got his Winona Ryder tattoo. There it is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm never, you know, she was, she had that jeunesse quoi, right? Definitely. Is Definitely. she not? She was one of those like weird women that everybody was attracted to. She's, she's probably here right now in New Mexico because they're filming Stranger, Stranger Things. things. Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah. She is. Winona, do you want to go on a date tonight, baby? Let's go. I'll take you to uh, Johnny Depp's old haunts. We'll give the password. What do you think? Oh, you think she'll? You think she'll uh, go for that? For just um. Well, unlike uh, Jessica <laughs> Alba, who said when she was here years ago, there's nothing to do in Albuquerque but go to Walmart uh, at night. Hmm. Uh, one of many Hollywood stars who have denigrated New Mexico to a large national audience. We, no. we never we never remember that when we're praising how wonderful Hollywood is to New Mexico. Uh, what did uh, what did uh, Jason uh, Josh Brolin said? There's yeah, nothing Josh to do Brolin, in New Mexico right. but meth. Um, wow, he was rude. Uh, the woman from the the Marshall Show. What was her name? Mary McCorm- McCormick. Oh yeah, Mary McCormick. Uh, she yeah. badmouthed us on Chelsea Handler's show, saying yeah. Albuquerque's boring. I, I have. A, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you know me. I maintain a list on all this stuff. Uh, Winona, all the ways that we've Winona, been if, if you're looking for a great date, I'm I'm your guy. Eddie will entertain you, and Eddie knows Literally, the city. The whole. If you want six hours of talking <laughs> in your ear, and I'll I'll provide a hell of a makeout session, no doubt. You know, whatever you need. Was that too much? I think I, I, think I probably said too much. Uh, uh, Murder Mike is here in the Kiva. Murder Mike, how are you? I am doing very well, Eddie. It was another beautiful day here in the Albuquerque. Oh, Houston my City. God. How about that sunset, dude? It was gorgeous. It was phenomenal. Although the view from your window, is, is, it can't be matched anywhere. So you definitely have the, the best suite in the, in, the, in the place, that's for sure. So you can't ask for anything better. But anyway, uh, it was a beautiful day. Eddie, Dow, thank you for that. And uh, we begin tonight's report with updates on two stories, first brought to you yesterday, beginning with the suspicious death of a one-month-old boy in Los Angeles. Oh, Luna. my gosh. Yeah. That's why a, Why it, do we – Why this is so – I mean, we talked about this yesterday. So typical New Mexico, Mike. It's, and it was tragic as we get in as we get into the details it becomes more tragic because the mother has been charged with murder after the boy was found dead in their home yesterday morning. Deputies were called out to the home of thirty year old Kara Lynn Melton. I hope I'm pronouncing her first name right. Kara Lynn Melton on Clearview Drive in Valencia County. Upon arrival they found her one month old son with obvious blunt force trauma, unresponsive and cold to the touch. He was pronounced dead at the scene. He was, it was, here, and here's the tragic part. It was reported a week earlier that the mother had called 9-11, stating that she feared for her children's safety and that she may hurt them. The children wow. were removed. It took a week yeah. to respond to that. I, I, I didn't even know how to respond when I started reading the details because it was a uh, first report the mother had called 9-11, stating that she had feared for her children's safety and it may hurt them. The children were removed and placed in the father's custody. Custody, here's the tragic part. Custody was returned to the mother, which she now faces an open charge of murder of her young. So, CYFD, I don't know. I don't understand how they could do that. But uh, Murder Mike, it, how, how was that? Do you know how that decision's made? Was that just the father dropping them back off, or what, was that the government sending them back? Or what? It, it was the government. It, 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 well, uh, CYFD is trying to blame the, the sheriff's department, and uh, it, it's obviously CYFD in, in recent days has made so many bad judgment calls. I don't know whether they're understaffed or what, but this has happened on more than one occasion where CF, CYFD has dropped.
in a, a child or a juvenile case, which resulted in uh, death or serious injury. So uh, they need to clean up their act. That, that's all I can say is that it's happening too much. It's happened once is too many times, but when it's happened more than once, it's, uh, they're understaffed. I guess I don't know. I can't. I can't even wrap my brain around the, the, the children being returned to the mother in the first place. So. Maybe maybe instead of uh, figuring out how to make all electricity in New Mexico solar electricity, uh, the people at the Roundhouse, the people in Santa Fe could, I don't know, spend a little time trying to uh, <clears throat> deal with the uh, bureaucratic nightmare that leads to children dying in this state. I don't know. I'm just, you know, wild I idea. I think that's an excellent idea, Dad. Yeah. I, I really do. Uh, but you know what you say? If it's a good idea, it, what, it, then they'll, they'll, they'll probably roll on it. So, you know. Mm. Unfortunately, with, with uh, Eddie not being mayor, the, the corruption will probably be uh, even dug in deeper for another four years. So it'll even be harder to uncover because it's so rampant in this state. It is. It's it is. Unbelievable. But anyway, it is what it is. And speaking of Walmart, there should be an update on the fire, the Walmart fire in Edgewood that happened on Sunday. Santa Fe County fire officials report that there were multiple ignition points throughout the store including one in the paper goods aisle. So it was clear, clearly intentionally said, damage to the store was so extensive that it's unknown if or when the store will reopen. Arson is suspected and the state fire marshal is handling the investigation. And yet another, here we go, and yet another, we just talked about this, and another pedestrian was killed on the freeway last night. Shortly after 5 a.m., a pedestrian was struck and killed while attempting to cross the ramp to eastbound I-40 from Munster. When law enforcement and EMS arrived, they found an unidentified individual who was obviously deceased. The driver of the vehicle stopped and called police after the incident occurred. It's unknown if alcohol or speed was a factor. No charges are pending and the investigation is ongoing. Elsewhere in the news this, uh, this evening, APD narcotics detectives and agents from the ATF, that's Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, arrested several individuals for narcotics and weapons possession at the Speedway store at 2nd and Candelaria last night. Suspects were taken into custody without incident. The investigation is ongoing, but they did uh, confiscate a large amount of narcotics and weapons. So, and moving to statistics, we had a total of seven assaults last night, five domestic dispute calls, four suicides, and six intoxicated individuals. Additionally, there were seven shots fire calls, four drug overdoses, and one site call, as well as two disturbance calls and one commercial burglary. So it was a relatively quiet night compared to the weekend there, gentlemen. So uh, let's hope it stays that way. Eddie, Dow, thank you for everything you're doing. You're doing a great show. Returning the control of the con back to you, sir. Oh, wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you, Admiral. Hey, so Murder Mike, uh, I know we have Thanksgiving yes. coming up next week, but What's it look like over the next uh, week or so? I mean, uh, are you are you forecasting more heavy traffic? I know we're at we have 115 murders or uh, homicides tracked here through the Kiva, but uh, what what do you think? What's gonna? How can we help people stay safe through the uh, holiday well, next week? Boy, I tell them not to. First of all, don't drink and drive. Whatever you do, I mean, get a designated driver if you're going to be uh, in, indulging in the. Uh, and the alcoholic spirits, that's number one. Uh, it seems like, I don't know, historically, as the holidays become closer and closer, especially Christmas, more and more violent crimes are committed and more and more suicides occur. And 
answer to that is I, it's anybody's guess. It's been that way ever since I was a first responder. It just seemed like Christmas and New Year's was late with suicide and violent crime. So I, I wish we could, uh, I had better news, but be uh, diligent and be aware of your surroundings. Uh, if you're going to go shopping, remember if you're Christmas shopping, don't leave presents in your car. Right. Anymore, you, it would be safe to lock them in your trunk, but now they even say that is discouraged. So, but go shopping with two or more people. Don't put your presents in your car in a safe place. Always lock your car and just be aware of your surroundings. That's that's all I can say at the, at, at this particular time. As, as we get closer to the holidays, maybe things will change. But yep. Uber's in. Uh, they're going to have you know they'll be offering safe rides home for the holiday season. So. Uh, I'm headed to Los Alamos for. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm headed out of town next week, and I'm going to. Oh, good for you. Uh, good for you. I'm going there for an early Thanksgiving dinner with the family. Wow. All right. Good for you. All right, Murder Mike. We'll see you tomorrow, bright and early at uh, five thirty. All right. All right. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Dan. All, right, all right. Good stuff. Uh, you know, get it. Now, what are your plans for Thanksgiving <laughs> a week ahead of time? Uh, I'm on uh, dock duty. Uh, I will be doing some FaceTimes to people back east uh, some, you know, over the next uh, right. couple of weeks. But uh, the actual days themselves, uh, I may not be around here in the studio because I'm on uh, uh. I'm on dog duty and the uh, Wi-Fi at, in Corrales is a little hinky. Uh, and the dogs are a little demanding. They're on the high maintenance uh, I, I, portion of the scale. I, there. I will be headed to Vegas. Back to Vegas. Good for you. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Dang. Excelente. Viva Los Here's a little... Uh, this was this was uh, Winona Ryder's former boyfriend. You think Winona Ryder will call me for a for a date? What do you think? <laughs> Good old Pete Yorn. Life on a chain. Thanks everybody for listening. Five forty six. Back and four right here in the Kiva. And a bottle of whiskey As you choked You said it made you feel dirty And I was working over here The life would begin It was a little new thing And you were the sunshine It in my front line I was alone just around the corner from me. Time alone is good. I've done my days in the city. In the dirty neighborhood, you know you'll never convince me. So I sold it down away. I couldn't wait to forget you. Was killed in half a day. I had a time to regret you. And I was
with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pavlos Panagopoulos and his team a call at 505-828-4068 or his website, myfinancialsense.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satera Advisor Networks, and Satera Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Call 505-828-4068. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. 
Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Hi, this is Ava, and I love sitting on the Monroe's patio just enjoying some chips and salsa. And I'm Stella. I love the fresh air. And enchiladas and tacos. Hey, Grandpa, what about the fresh air? Ooh, and some red or green chili with a cool beverage. And the fresh air? Oh, Grandpa, this is the best meal. It is delicious. Hey, guys, what about the fresh air? And what, what about, about the, the fresh, fresh air? air? We are going to Monroe's in the Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Pet Food Gone Wild, located in Rio Rancho. Pampering your pets with a full-service dog wash. Pet Food Gone Wild, two stations for one to three dogs at a time. Cats, too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, ready to solve pets' anxiety from summer thunderstorms. Come into Pet Food Gone Wild for calming treats. 10% off pets.theplaceilike.com. Get your mobile coupon and tap to call Pet Food Gone Wild at pets.theplaceilike.com. When I met you, I didn't know what to do. I was tired, I was hungry, I tried. Now I'm away, I write home every day, and I see you on the TV at night. You can see that spot for us to talk about. You can Dowd, I'm going to get me a date with uh, Winona Ryder. <laughs> Those rock gods, they, they get all the good girls. Yeah, don't they, they do. Uh, oh, Pete Yorn was uh, quite the gifted musician. Do, do I want to date Winona Ryder? Janessa Quad. She's a little older than you are. Is she? Yeah. She's older? 
I thought we were, uh, I think, we're, yeah, I, I loved, uh, no, say my name. <laughs> be loose. Uh, she turned 50 in really? October last month. Oh, wow. I don't think there'll be any. Sammy and Sebastian will not be having any oh. siblings from, from so Ms. Ryder. I should not introduce uh, <laughs> Sam and Sebastian to uh, Winona, right? Well, I, I'm just interested because I do. I'm she, has a, she has a sort of a, a kleptomania going on. Well, does, she does seems she to have gotten past that. She was, okay, it good. was 2001, or not a couple months after 9 11, mm-hmm. arrested the very famously. Mark Gargos represented her, the famous uh, celebrity attorney. Wow. Uh, shoplifting charges in Beverly Hills. She said Dang. that she was suffering from depression at the time, sentenced to three years of probation, 480 hours of community service. Johnny Depp will do it to you. There's no I, doubt oh, about it. Oh, being around him will try yeah, to Being around Johnny Depp, if, if you want to go south, in, in a hurry. Uh, well, but you know, so I'm, just, I'm looking for a girlfriend. I think Winona is okay. is like on my level. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you're about to turn 50, what, next smart, year? Uh, yeah, next year I, I do. She's about 10 months older than I am, but what are you, you going to compete with me? No, with believe Winona? me. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. I'm MGTOW for life, baby. MGTOW for life. So, Winona's is Winona plenty crazy for the rock of talk? It happened 20 years ago. I think she got her therapy and all yeah. that. But, but what I'm interested in is she's turned, she's 50 as of October. I keep a list because I don't really know a lot of these young women because I, yeah. I don't watch popular culture. So young. I'm interested in natalism and antinatalism, whereas, okay. you know, the people who, who let's say, uh, Natalie, our, our, our weekend show host, who just keeps yeah. having children, I really respect the fact that she, I actually met her six children at your announcement months she ago. She loves to just pop them out. She That's loves it. And then, it. of course, you got the left-wing eco-freaks who think having yeah. a child is evil. So I do keep a list of, of the women who are falling off the natalist list. Uh, in February of 2022, the very pretty Lauren Cohan from Walking Dead, oh, she turns 40. Oh, wow. Um, and wow. I'm just, I'm following... She does, she does not want to have kids? Well, no, I'm following these women's she, ages because there's so many pretty girls I've noticed over the years yeah. who are actresses and models who don't have kids. And of course, they're reflective of the larger culture where we don't have kids anymore. I'm not a father. And don't we want to pass on our culture and our life and our experiences to children? We don't seem to like having kids anymore. And I think moving on in the years to come, that's going to be a real problem for society. We don't have kids anymore. Well, I'm, not, I'm not looking to procreate with Winona. <sighs> okay. I'm just, I'm just looking to date. All right. All right. Let's talk about some strange movies that she made and oh. you know, all the... I could talk stuff. to her about Beetlejuice for 13 is hours. Is she currently I mean, single? Is Winona Ryder currently single? Uh, there's nothing listed on under Wikipedia. So, mm. yes. Oh, wow. I'm in the... I'm in the target audience. Single and ready to mingle. <laughs> wow! There we go. Me and Winona Ryder for life. It's gonna happen, ladies. Yeah, uh, we can go. We can go rob a family dollar store. Two-time Academy Academy Award nominee. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh? I didn't know that. Yep. Little Women, ninety-five, and Age of Innocence, ninety-four. Winona, if you're out there, I'm available. Here it is. Baby. I will vouch for Mr. Yeah. Aragon's honor and, yeah. and good intentions. Yeah, there we go. You wanna <laughs> you wanna date a formal? Uh, Former mayoral candidate, here it is, Winona. <laughs> Bring it home. Back after the top of the hour news, third hour up next. Two 
This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. With Fox News Podcasts Plus, from Trey Gowdy, the Fox News Rundown, Will Kane, Brian Kilney, and so much more. Go to foxnewspodcasts.com for all the details. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news. A record number of Americans quitting their jobs. That figure comes to 4.4 million in September. Quite honestly, people are just not happy in their career where they are, and they, they are concerned about the coronavirus. The coronavirus has not gone away. Marty Walsh not addressing the fact that the administration is also forcing workers at companies with over 100 employees to get a COVID jab along with all federal employees and federal contractors. Iran is resuming nuclear equipment at an unmonitored facility. That's according to a diplomat presenting a new challenge for the United States as it prepares for nuclear talks. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wade Alarouche. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. The 99th National Christmas Tree Lighting is scheduled for December 2nd in Washington, D.C. The event will be hosted by LL Cool J and will feature Billy Porter, <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth, Marion Morris, and Patti LaBelle. The tree lighting will also include wow. the U.S. Army Band Downrange and the Howard Gospel Choir. Going a little bit more in-depth on one of our top stories, the jury begins deliberations in Kenosha, Wisconsin, in the murder trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. When it comes to the case and what he expects from the 12 jurors and six alternates, former Wisconsin Republican Governor Scott Walker tells Fox News. Well, I think last year, even shortly after this happened, my sense was knowing people in Kenosha County, knowing that this would be a jury from Kenosha County, 
And the people there knew that this wasn't just somebody walking down the street. This was in the midst of a riot. And I think that's going to have a compelling impact on the jurors, not only in the context of, of what they heard in the courtroom, but understanding what happened last year, how they felt, how their families felt. And, and hopefully, like I said, I hope that won't happen again. I think having the National Guard there is incredibly important uh, post-verdict. But I think people understood what was happening, and that's why I felt it was likely he would not be convicted based on self-defense. Rittenhouse is claiming self-defense in the killings of 36-year-old Joseph Rosenbaum and 26-year-old Anthony Huber. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Melancholy soundtrack to her smile In that white dress she's wearing You haven't seen her for a while But you know That she's watching She's laughing, she's turning She's holding her tonic like a cross the room suddenly spinning She walks up and asks how you are So you can smell her perfume You can see her lying naked in your arms And so there's a change In your emotions And all these memories come rushing like Waves to your mind But the curl of your body's like two perfect circles entwined And you feel hopeless and homeless and lost in the haze of the wine Then she leaves with someone you don't know you saw her, she looks right at you both As she walks out the door, your blood boiling, your stomach grows 
You must listen to it. There is no choral part, uh, choral part in the entire uh, 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 song. It's just like a total buildup. And the song that came out, I don't know, what, seven, eight, nine years ago, the Airborne Toxic event, uh, certainly a good one, and you must listen to it. 550-5500, hour three, commercial free, just you and me, and Dowd here in the Kiva, and a lot to get to uh, here during our third hour. We've covered a lot of uh, territory Yesterday was a really good show. A lot of people really enjoyed the fact that we aired out the people who donated to Save Our City Pack. Uh, we'll get to the Friday piece on all of that. Um, that's uh, pretty exciting uh, to understand where the Republicans are, where they're going with things. And uh, I just have to tell you, I mean, it's surprising to me, folks, the people who have decided to go ahead and not bring the Republican Party together. And they're the people who you have thought were the leaders of the Republican Party, and they are not. They are donating their time, their, uh, I don't know, whatever they possibly can do to go ahead and make things happen uh, for the Democrats, I, I suppose, at this point, at a time when Biden's approval rating hits an all-time low, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we started this out uh, during the first hour. Yes, it is, and we should capitalize on it. Uh, Biden's approval rating, I think, is about 37%. And a new poll shows the uh, dire outlook for Democrats. The best midterm projection for Republicans in more than 40 years. What are you doing, Republicans? Getting behind a Democrat at this point. Well, only in New Mexico. Republican congressional candidates hold their largest lead over voter preference heading into the midterm elections since 1981. Since Ronnie Reagan was running back in 90, uh, 1980. That's the biggest lead for Republicans in the 110 ABC Post polls that have asked the question since November of 1981, Dowd. Mm -hmm. You cannot, uh, you know, disagree with the data. 70% of registered voters believe the economy is heading in the wrong direction, as we talked about before. 55% disapprove of Biden's economic performance. Six points more than former De President Donald Trump's disapproval rating back at 49. Just over a year later, Trump's Republicans Lost 40 house seats, but they are making a comeback. Don't call it a comeback <laughs> because I think it looks pretty good for Republicans in uh, 2021. Mama says knock you out. How Republican can Republicans actually be? And Kamala Harris has had probably one of the worst starts 
for any Epic. vice president Epically uh, in the history of this country. Uh, worn out by what they see as entrenched dis- dysfunction and lack of focus, the West Wing aides have largely thrown up their hands at Vice President Kamala Harris and her staff, deciding there simply isn't time to deal with them right now, especially at a time when President Joe Biden faces the multiplying legislative and political concerns that are going to throw his presidency into the grave. I mean, Dow, this is the time for us to go ahead and capitalize. I mean, I'm just stunned because this article and the one we may get to next, you're talking about Politico and CNN saying how weak Harris is, how she's disliked. There's sort of chaos in her own staff. Right. The uh, presidential staff, don't uh, does, they're not fans of hers. And this is an exact quote from CNN, of all places, CNN. The exasperation runs both ways. Interviews with nearly three dozen former and current Harris aides administration officials, Democratic operatives, donors, and outside advisors. This was not a small investigation. Uh, speaking extensively to CNN, it revealed a complex reality. Uh, you, you could interpret that as you want. Uh, a complex reality inside the White House. Many in the vice president's circle fume that she's not being adequately prepared or right. positioned yep. and instead is being sidelined. On the other side, the vice president herself has told several confidants she feels constrained in what she's able to do politically, and those around her remain wary of even hinting at future political ambitions, with Biden's team highly attuned to signs of disloyalty, particularly uh, from the vice president. Never never forget, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Sobrand's law of politics number one. Uh, in, first, in politics, the first test of power is whether you can destroy those who betray you. Uh, politicians Ooh. are always looking out for betrayals. Um, wow, few of the insiders uh, who spoke with CNN think she's being well prepared for whichever role she will have in the future. She is struggling with a rocky relationship with some parts of the White House. Unbelievable. Yeah. The Onion. Okay, Politico is one, CNN the other. The Onion wrote a mocking story. Uh, the headline was, White House urges uh, uh, the vice president to sit at a computer all day in case emails come through. That's how bad the onion is scoring on her. Uh, Rumors are starting to circulate and rumors, of course, are what they're whatever they're worth that uh, Biden may try to replace her by sending her off to the Supreme Court uh, if if a vacancy uh, comes available. Uh, Kamala, Kamala, however, she chooses to pronounce herself. uh, uh, Tucker's been really hot on this. He's found old tape of people uh, calling her. Even she calls herself, pronounces it a different way. Who knows? They probably, uh, you know, focus grouped it on how people prefer the name because they, they do that in, in big time politics. She's in a she's a mess. I mean, yeah. we talk about Biden yeah. uh, being a disaster. She's a disaster. And she's she was picked solely because of her skin pigment and her ge- and her genitalia. Yeah. And when you make wow. those selections, sometimes you end up with really, really bad people and you don't make a, a call based on pure merit. You know, I just think what little experience I have just listening to her, I, I try not to listen to Moonbat's uh, talk, but the, the creepiness about her, her inability, kind of Hillary Clinton-esque inability to relate to common people, the weird laughing, um, she she may be in more trouble than Biden. I mean, Biden, you could just sort of wave your hands. He's a foolish old man. He's probably going to have a stroke and die in the next six months. She's young. She's only a couple years older than I am. She potentially could have a big future, but whether it's her staff, whether it's the White House staff, whether it's donors and operatives... Right. They're not liking what they see with her. Um, I don't know. Is, is this shocking or is it not? Kind of knowing what, why she was picked and knowing her w- weird uh, back, kind of Obama-esque murky background, knowing that she climbed the political ladder by um, <clears throat> romantic 
uh, encounters and entanglements. Uh, she's turning out to be a colossal Dan Quayle esque bust, I would say, Eddie. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know. The evidence is there. AKA heels up Harris. Heels up Harris. Yes. We haven't referred to that or that. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. Call you in the cube. Go ahead. Good evening, gentlemen. Wow, there he is, you... Dictionary Dave. Oh yeah, that's me. I was hearing how you were talking about uh, trying to find a lady friend. Oh yeah, I, I just say if Winona is in town, I'm I'm available. Winona, here I am. Let's go on a date. You know, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I think I, we can uh, we can steal from the family dollar, <laughs> the Dollar Tree, whatever. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I, I just want to let Winona Ryder. I'm available, or Shelly Rabondo, right? Shelly Rabondo. You've always available? been a big fan. You've always been, been a, a big, uh, big fan of Shelly Rabondo. If Shelly is uh, is available. Dictionary, Dave. I'm. Uh, we, we can. I'm willing to leave the MGTOW world if Brittany Brittany Bade becomes available. Oh, Brittany Bade. As, as someone said in a movie long ago, girls like that are born with boyfriends. They don't. You're, there's no opening coming up wow. for you. <laughs> no. So uh, I'm available for Shelley Rabondo or or we have uh, you know Winona Ryder if she's in town. All right. One of the things I've learned in my experience is the idea that uh, when you are looking, you will find your future ex-wife. Oh, I've already had wow. I've already had three ex-wives, by the way. Is that is that good? Okay, Bad? Well, you don't want a fourth. No, I don't think I want to get married again. I'm I'm all I'm all done ski with that stuff. Yeah, one of I, I had, that I I had my kids with who I had my kids with, and I think that's about as married as I can be, right? Well, it's one of those things that it may become one of those things that is. A mutual benefit where it's not necessary that you want to have kids because my last wife, you met her. We are not interested in having any kids. We are basically mutual friends. In fact, that's what I wanted to get down to is one of the things you want to find is that person that you're not chasing, that is not chasing you, but you get along really, really well with. And there comes a point where it may become economically advantageous. Oh, no, to... I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't look at any uh, potential spouse for their economic benefit to me. I'm I'm quite all right on my own, trust me. Oh, no, I understand that. Because I, did not I, I do not marriage. want to share what I have, and I don't want them to share what they have with me. Right. Because basically, like her and I, most of our assets or everything is... Uh, Prior to the marriage and singular and separate, yeah, we like, like let's not double dip. You you keep yours, I'll keep mine, and you know, I'm I'm good with yeah. that. All right, so uh, more relationship then, advice there, dictionary Dave. <laughs> Another thing, which is funny, you guys were talking about yesterday about music making you feel old. Yeah, there was a song in the early '70s that came out. It didn't quite take, but I remember hearing it on the school bus. Okay. When I was in high school, it came out again in '84 under the name of Quiet Riot. Come on, Come feel, on, the, noise, feel okay. the noise. Girls yeah. rock the boys. Do the do the girls really rock the boys at this point? That, girls a, rock your boys. Oh, girls rock your boys. Okay, oh, oh. all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's about you all really. 1990. That makes me feel old. It's like uh, uh, 30, 31 years ago. There it is. <laughs> I see where you're going. Like that. Wow. I was 16 in uh, 
1990. Whoa. Millions and millions, billions and billions of years ago. Anything else, Dictionary Dave? Very quickly, anything else? Pretty much what I wanted to cover was you probably already have a friend out there that you don't realize that might be a decent love interest, even if marriage is not in the cards. You might already know them. I didn't know about Jeannie until she actually said, you know what, we're like so close and we're like so interwoven now. It's Let's just make it official, even though oh, wow. we may not. That sounds like you just like, hey, we got nothing else to do. Let's just go ahead and put it together. No, I'm not that. I'm not. I'm I'm looking. I'm now hunting. I'm out on. I'm on the prowl, so to speak. I am uh, the observer of a uh, of a elder relationship. A a man who is attempting to forge a relationship with a woman a little younger than him. They're sort of seventies, late sixties, and I remember the old Seinfeld line about you know wherever a woman exists on planet Earth, when we, a man, ma- man you know, man woman. incorporated. We have a guy working on it. You know, wherever she is, she could be on a deserted island. We went to the moon. Looking for women, and we brought a car so we could impress them. You know the old, yeah. the old, the old sign. We brought a car to the moon. You're on the moon, isn't that enough? Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, I'm I'm watching this, and I'm this old fella. He's a retired lawyer. He just moved to Corrales from back east, and he just he's just trying a li- every day. He just tries to just kind of worm his way in just a little bit more. And now I'm because I take care of the dogs. I'm and I'm well more or less on good standing with the woman he's pursuing less said about that, the better he's trying to make friends with me. Cause he figures, Oh, well she trusts this guy with a dog. So I got to make friends with him. So I had to have a conversation this morning, wherever a woman exists on planet earth, a man is working on that problem. A man is trying to get that woman. It doesn't matter her looks, her age, her yeah. background. And on some level, you've got to admire the male persistence, yeah. persistence to just always be looking for women and you know MGTOW is never going to come through I, I live in a very small community there's probably 7,000 MGTOW men on the on on this planet the guys who've just walked away from that and are and are living our own lives but uh I do admire this retired lawyer's persistence um and because and see she doesn't know because she women want to have a project and she says uh yeah, they do want it. they will always want to have a project and if you hang around enough You'll become their project. And if you, and if you, you know, she has her son lives on the property. So he's trying to ingratiate himself with the son, the dogs, me. And I just, she, she's not aware enough. She's not self-aware enough to know that this guy, every day he's making a little more progress. And just as an observer, I just sit back and just, and just, I'm, 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 I'm just delighted by watching this. It's, it's, it's better than a movie it, because men just men work the problem. Yeah. Every day men get right. up yep. and men pursue women. We even went to the moon to pursue women. <laughs> I, I'm available, Dictionary Dave. I appreciate uh, your relationship advice. 550, 50, And I, I think of that song, you know, uh, Lawyers in Love, right? Uh-huh. I'm going to go. I, I literally, am, I'm going to go to law school. By the way. Like, who doesn't want a great guy who owns a radio station? Eddie Aragon with a law degree is, oh is going to be a dangerous, dangerous thing yeah. in this state. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I love this song. little... Jackson Brown. We're going to keep it here, right here in the Kiva. 623. I love this song. I can't keep up till what's been going on. Jackson Brown's amazing. I think my heart must just be slowing down. Can lawyers be in love, Dow? <laughs> Can they love anything? Here's the screen. 
lawyers in love. Can't lawyer. If I get my law degree, will I finally find love? What do you think? <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's, that's the question. You don't go out with me, I'll sue you. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten to that point, folks. 550-5500. Call you in the Cuba. Go ahead. Uh, I was trying to close out with, Oh, when you stop trying... They will present themselves, and they will start pursuing you. I, I'm, not, pursuing I'm not really pursuing. This is uh, day one. I'm out pursuing okay. right now. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Dictionary, Dave. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I do not have trouble in the female department. I'm pretty sure you, sure you don't. You, but you, you know how good I can? I can talk myself out of anything. Oh. Literally. And like, he's got a lot of what women are looking for. I mean, <laughs> let me tell you. He's got the personality, the voice. I mean, he's got, uh, yeah, women women, right, women see uh, see uh, access to Eddie's resources, uh, and they're very uh, interested. All right, dictionary, we got to go. <laughs> and they look at the guy who spends all his time researching and writing and, and, and playing with dogs, and they see no resources. And no saying, resources. We'll, take, we'll take a pass on yeah. that. We're fine. Caller, <laughs> you are in the Kiva. Go ahead. You go once, go twice. Caller. Oh, wow. Total silence. There it is. Oh, D Dad Muska. Uh, you know who turns 43 tomorrow? Who? Rachel McAdams. I love her. She was in uh she was in that movie uh a lot of movies. <laughs> no, 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 she was the the Wedding Crashers. Yes. Uh, I like her. Really? Yeah. She had that very dark role in the third season of True Detective, or second season of True Detective. Oh, nobody that was, liked that. That was terrible. Yeah, she played this kind of woman with a knife and just... Yeah, you know, no, we, no. we like our Rachel McAdams cute rom-com. She was you know. super cute. Yeah. yeah. I think me and Rachel McAdams can... She like, did have a child, though. That's good. That's oh, she did? Yeah, Finally? one, one oh, child. When? Yeah. How, how, how long? Uh, let's see. She has been married since 2016. Yeah. Uh, Welsh actor. Currently she's, lives in Los Welsh. Angeles. She's Welsh? Uh, he was, he's a Welsh. Oh no, no. The second guy, American screenwriter, Jamie Linden. They had a son born in oh. April, 2018. So Dang. her genes will live on. Hmm. All right. Doesn't she want 12th generation New Mexican genes? I mean, it, Winona, you're here. She can't have any. She, like 50. Is that too old? What's the oldest woman who's ever had a kid? Is, is 50 the new 20 or what? Is 40 <laughs> the new 30 or whatever it is? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hear, hear a lot of lectures on 50 wow. next year, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait for that. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Let's slip the wrist the, the lengthwise, not the, not the sideways. <laughs> the Roadrunner, Roadrunner Food Bank experiencing uh, supply, uh, supply tra- chain issues. D-Dowd Muska. Sorry, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, interesting. You know, uh, they are uh, they experience what, 211% increase when they are buying bulk. Uh, dumb supply chain disasters fostered by all sorts of bad policies, hurting a charity here in New Mexico that feeds poor people. Maybe the progressive Pauls in New Mexico would say, well, we claim to care about poor people. Maybe we can address some of these bad policies, but no, let's not do that. I thought, I, I just love, I love when we see that, uh, moon bat on moon bat crime and, uh, it's sad, very sad. Some people do need help. The city council runoff uh, uh, early election uh, begins this week. I believe it, it begins on what tomorrow. Oh, is that that yeah, early? The early voting, seventeenth. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love this Republican Lori Robertson. You, you got to vote for Lori Robertson. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Renee Grout, but I've we heard are, some things about. That we are woman, all yeah. going to vote for Renee Grout, but make sure that you vote for Lori Robertson. Well, I mean, I think in a in a in a 
city where uh, unemployment is very high, uh, setting sky high murder records. Uh, the Democrat Tammy uh, Feibelkorn, her line is that, are is that, is that not the worst name you've ever heard? Not the best. Um, is she related to the Freddie Funkhauser and the Funkhauser family with oh, well, with, uh, with with Mr. Mr. Larry David? If you are not watching the new season, Mr. Aragon, you are missing out on Herb. It is unbelievable. I, last night's episode, I think it aired Sunday night. Larry got a KKK robe cleaned for a KKK member. That was that was the A story. Okay. okay. The B story was Larry teaching Leon, Leon Black, the guy who lives in his, his house out back there, uh, teaching Leon, uh, Leon admitting that he never likes to eat watermelon in front of white people because he doesn't want to perpetuate the stereotype. And Larry and Leon going to the supermarket and openly buying a watermelon. You, you cannot get more. Uh, how Larry David gets away with this in the current climate. I, I don't know how the South Park guys are still in business. I don't yeah, know how Larry he, David is still in business. He's Larry David. Because he, he doesn't care. He just does not care. The episode, ladies and gentlemen, the A story was about a KKK robe that got coffee spilled on it. The B story was about black folks and watermelon. That was this the most recent episode of Curb Your <laughs> Larry David is a god to me. I, and I know personally he's a horrible person. He donates to you know, crazy environmental causes, but uh, his product is brilliant. Anyway, moving on from the Funkhousers. Feibelkorn, Ms. Feibelkorn, says that her number one issue in this city, a city plagued by terrible crime, economic disruption, people leaving, her number one issue is to transition to a clean air economy. Her finger on the pulse yes. of the concerns oh. of the average Burkino. Yes. So yes. on the pulse. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Little uh, Freddie Funkhauser. Here we go. Get a drink. So you guys are getting the emails from my office every month? I don't read them. I don't read them either. You're my business manager. I pay you to take care of it. Okay, fine. I just want to know the emails. Jeff, can you help me in the kitchen, please? (laughs) (laughs) It's Jeff. I need some advice from you. I met this girl a few nights ago at a bar. She was so gorgeous. Like, wow. Way outside my coverage. Beautiful. She just gave me her number so that I gave her... My number. What do you do? But then when I'm going home, I just texted her, hey, that was really cool. Do you want to maybe go get a drink Thursday night? And she immediately replied, oh, yes. Just bam, right there. Then I got greedy. <laughs> and I texted back, how about some food? <laughs> I, I got to pause that. You know where that's going. Yeah. It, it, it's all sorts of no good. 550-50-500 uh, right here in the Kiva. All right, Dowd. All right, so more stories that are coming out. North Dakota becomes the latest state to ban critical race theory in schools. Why can't we do it here, D-Dowd Musk? 38 to 9 was the vote. Governor Doug Burgum signed the legislation, and the state of Mexico, no, we're all about it. In fact, we're masking up, we're passing critical race theory, oh, sure. and then some. Uh, North Dakota has joined, I believe, uh, Texas, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, and South Carolina, I, I think the key here, and I, and I know there's some extreme libertarians, maybe even more libertarian than I am, who say this is like tempting to control uh, speech. I mean, I, I, I think they're, they're overreacting a little bit. I mean, I think you do establish, establish curriculum standards if you're going to have government schools, which I don't favor, but if you're going to have them, uh, there's nothing wrong with making it very, very clear that teaching young children to hate themselves and to teach them to consider race a factor in every human transaction they have is something that is, should be reviled in our country. Uh, and uh, by, by, by all means, you teach that bad parts of American history. You teach about the 
burning down of Chinatowns in America. You teach about slavery and all that. But critical race theory takes it to a whole nother level. They inject race into everything. And that whole notion of, you know, just the mere fact that you are of a particular racial or ethnic group makes you part of the oppressor class, the exploitive class. Uh, it is truly, truly sick. And it's funny, Eddie, to watch the lefties defend this stuff because they uh, some of them to this day continue to claim that critical race theory doesn't exist. Um, I think they're using a highly technical, uh, limited argument there. But if the, if the actual phrase critical race theory doesn't appear in the curriculum, they say it doesn't exist. But if you're teaching the overall concept that you need to consider people's races and, you know, this endless litany of abuse and oppression and, and you know, apologizing for things you were never a part of, uh, that amounts to what is basically critical race theory, whether you call it that or not. So uh, I'm not a libertarian who says this is speech control. I'm all for this. I think states should be doing more and more of this sort of having more hearings on this, talking to kids who've been subjected to this, talking to parents, uh, digging through the curriculum. You know how many documents are produced by the average state public education department uh, tearing this garbage out root and branch. And it's just funny to watch the lefties defend this. Uh, the people who used to talk about admiring Dr. King and content of your character and all that. And uh, the conservatives and the libertarians, we are on the right side of this and uh, we are exposing this nonsense. And in New Mexico, as you said, Eddie, we're um, probably heading in the other direction with our new social studies curriculum. But, yeah, uh, no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, one thing we forgot to cover yesterday was the uh, morning Joe. We did cover it at the very end, but Governor Michelle Luhan Grisham was on Morning Joe, and she does decided to show up with a full-fledged mask on. Like, this is all sorts of stupid. Here's some of the responses. This is craziness we endure. Looks like Hannibal. Does Morning Joe know that New Mexico is number five in cases despite a virtue signaling mandate and governor? Let's see. What other, what other stuff do we have here? Uh, he knows the sick and the dead are unvaccinated Republicans. Thanks for the input, comrade. Let's see what else we've got. I actually think everyone on these shows should be forcibly masked as long as the staff and the people behind the, ma uh, the cameras are. They shouldn't be exempt just because they were on TV. Look, yeah, we got a, it must not have been very important interview. I can't find it anywhere at Good this point. point. Yeah. Um, she only wears it for the camera. She popped the hypocrisy cherry within a week of lockdown back in March of 2020. Great way to lead by example. Every politician and public health officer should be wearing a mask. Let's see. Maybe she's been exposed to COVID. There has been a menu compromise uh, in all this. She continues to this day. I mean, it, it's crazy what Michelle Lujan Grisham has actually uh, done. And uh, she went on a morning show yesterday. To go ahead and uh, put on her mask to uh, virtue signal to the rest of the Democrat liberal community that uh, if you are not masking, you are hating and you are selfish. I just wonder if you did a deep dive on all the interviews that say de Blasio, Cuomo, Gavin Newsom have made in the last 20 months, were any of them wearing a mask during any of their interviews? I mean, I got, you know, I certainly don't watch any of these interviews, but is she the only statewide politician, federal politician since this started so, to actually yep. do an interview with the stupid mask on? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Is she that bad? <laughs> I think she certainly is. Uh, <laughs> more stuff coming out of the uh, Kiva. How are the future? You uh, checked in on Larry Barron's. How's he doing? Yeah, um, I guess he's still associated with him. I don't know. Did you say he left the state or he's just he did. working uh, he, remotely? Yeah, he went to the Midwest. Oh, okay. Um, he issued, uh, or the organization issued an interesting analysis, just quick hit on New Mexico, now we are a state that is sits atop an ocean of oil and gas. We have coal. We have 
uranium. And even for you greenie weenies, we have wind and we have solar. And we also have the 13th highest electric rates in the country. Okay. Now you'd expect maybe Rhode Island <laughs> or Minnesota to have super high electric rates. Uh, 13th highest. We, the, the cost of electricity has gone up by 0.4%. Is that just in the last month? Uh, New Mexico, it was 10 times higher, apparently at 4%. Uh, this is, I guess, the inevitable result. I mean, I'm sure the inevitable result of, um, I always refer to it here as the Energy Transition Act. We've got to, we've got to come up with a better name than that. And uh, the Hike Your Electricity Rate Act, uh, many Republicans voted for that, uh, and pretty much all Democrats. Melanie Stansberry, our, our uh, CD1 uh, representative who thinks she's won that job for life, and we're certainly hoping not. I think she has to face election in November, uh, less, well, less than less than a year now. Hopefully, uh, Louis Sanchez will jump. You have been pushing that, Eddie, yeah. and I think it's one of the best sort of political, tactical Louis, moves I've ever Louis, heard. I, Louis Sanchez will beat Melanie Sanchez in CD one. But will he will he shift from governor to to CD one? He will. Do you he think will. so? Yeah. He 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 values your counsel. Uh, well, I, I just think it's the best move for the entire state. I mean. If Louis can carry CD1, then the rest of the state can be carried by whoever. Well, the other thing is the, the midterms, you know, the incumbent president traditionally, you can say 98 and 2002, but traditionally the incumbent president does very badly. The initial data we have, I know it's still a year out, but we just read you the initial data. looks like a potential annihilation of Democrats. Um, the idea that you could put Louis Sanchez in there replacing Melanie Stansberry representing CD1 in this, this state of New Mexico, I'm just chomping at the bit i mean that would uh that would be something louis i will do and, policy and, work for you for louis, free <laughs> and louis is a nice guy on top of that and my mother loves louis she's she's his favorite uh candidate running for a governor or presently running for governor my mother's a big louis sanchez backer uh, my mother will never set foot in new mexico but she is still <laughs> she's one of his biggest fans so he looks very much like uh, someone in our in our social circle back in connecticut who she likes a lot so she's a big louis fan and she also said when he was here for an hour a while back that he was the most relatable uh, candidate and she's a big big louis fan and my mother is like irish like all of us we hate everyone so if we say we like someone that person is fabulous there you go a little advice from the irish all right some <laughs> gift cards and checks stolen from make a wish new mexico dowd uh not a good not not a good no. sign of the no. uh the uh, uh jesus is the reason for the season according to the <sighs> woman she said i was livid i was upset i mean the seal from anybody is awful, but the moment you come into the space and you seal that that uh, you seal from Make a Wish, this is really bad. Surveillance footage captured a person on a motorcycle driving near the building late Sunday night. It appears the same motorcycle, followed by a dark sedan, came by earlier on Sunday as well. If you're stealing from the Make a Wish Foundation, ladies and gentlemen, every time I think the crooks in this metro area can't sink any lower. Mother kills her child. Uh, in, well, I guess that's in Las Lunas, but uh, they stole from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. No further comment necessary. <sighs> that's where we're at, New Mexico, 2021. They stole. Way to go to New Mexico. All right, so more school districts launching COVID-19 dashboards to track the spread. Are they getting involved down? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, it started in Santa Fe, apparently, and it's, it's starting to uh, spread out uh, a fantastic tool. We hope the community uses it. The, the public information officer, the chief flack up there says, you know, is it really interesting to have data from the group of human beings who have the least risk from this? Or is it another way to put scary color coded figures and charts up to terrify parents? Uh, you know, I think we're still at four. Four 
17 and under fatalities. Uh, maybe you guys could use your resources in a more productive way that I, I would humbly suggest to you. Although I'm sure a lot of mothers who read Fretful Mother Magazine will be, uh, will be uh, on, that, on that dashboard every day. We, we outlined a couple of weeks ago, we outlined all the problems with the state dashboard. And so now we're going to have even more dashboards at the school district level in New Mexico. And finally, Dowd, a uh, Hulk, uh, hire for the New Mexico United, Zach Prince, has become the new head coach for the New Mexico United. Boy, it did not take them long, did it? Who is, who is this guy? What do we know about him? Uh, second coach in the history of the franchise. Uh, apparently, uh, they claim instrumental uh, in the team's success as they went to the postseason in the first two years of existence. Uh, let's see. Ba, ba, ba. He was Troy was the, right. Troy was the coach. Uh, he he walked away. He didn't get a stadium. And Zach Prince is filling the vacancy. Mm. There it is. He there said it is. was a no brainer to take the job uh, as first as uh, his first as a head coach in the USL. Uh, a lot of things are in place with the team, but he will put his mark on the way the game is played. And I guess oh, uh, Peter okay. trevisani has got Good. a new got a new flunky. There it is. All right, Dowd, the top five from the rockoftalk.chat. What what is it? Uh, Yeah, number one, interesting piece by Patrick Moore, a former left-wing environmentalist, bringing some facts to the whole Pacific garbage patch. You know, we've heard that that, uh, evil capitalism and evil, that evil developed world have uh, created a Texas-sized patch of garbage in the Pacific. He brings some facts to that, kind of exposing it for being a wild exaggeration. Uh, number two, uh, our friends at Source New Mexico, uh, calling out those of us who think critical race theory is a bad idea. Uh, they say that we're ignoring that decision, the judicial decision by what was it, Sarah Singleton, a couple of years ago up in Santa Fe, the Yazzie Martinez ruling, which uh, is going to mandate all sorts of uh, more spending on government schools. I always, you know, you got to keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. I, I monitor Source New Mexico every day. Number three, uh, Murder Mike had more of the details. This was just the KOB, KOAT coverage of a mother charged in the infant's death. Number four was interesting. Now you always, you always sometimes some of these sneak through and people are interested. Deadly lockup, a longstanding pattern of negligence at the Santa Fe County jail. Families of families of inmates are claiming uh, deaths and injuries and local attorneys are suing. Uh, again, Santa Fe reporter, another left-wing outfit. So you always got to take that with uh, a jaundiced eye. And uh, finally, most uh, popular of the top five was DA petition files petition against Facebook Raul Torres still going after the New Mexico Civil Guard, the men, of course, who harmed no one and shot no one during the Oñate present, uh, oh, protest. Yeah. There you go. All <sighs> right, back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Back on the hump day right here in the Kiva. AM 600 KVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com.
This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.